Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. As you watch a presidential transition, NPR News will be here with the facts to help you make sense of new appointments, new policies, and all the day's news. Listen every day. Good morning. It's 8.30. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, an important deadline to register for Obamacare is extended through midnight tonight. The normal deadline for the enrollment period for the ACA was the 15th of December. Um, The Center for Insurance Information Oversight, which operates under HHS and operates the ACA, extended the deadline till the 19th of December. Then, enforcing Mississippi's drunk driving laws this holiday season. A visit from the experts of everyday tech on practicing Wi-Fi safety and a feature story on Second Amendment rights in Mississippi as we transition from Obama to Trump. That's all coming up. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Mississippians have until midnight tonight to sign up for health insurance through the Affordable Care Act. As more and more people in the state and nationwide rush to enroll in Obamacare by the initial December 15th deadline, it created a backlog. Mike Cheney is state insurance commissioner and he tells MPB's Desiree Frazier the deadline extension has happened before. The normal deadline for the enrollment period for the ACA to be covered beginning January 1 was the 15th of December. Um, The Center for Insurance Information Oversight, which operates under HHS and operates the ACA, extended the deadline till the 19th of December uh, so people could still enroll and get coverage by the 1st of January. The reason for that was very simple. They had so many people that had enrolled that they couldn't uh, get on the website, supposedly. That's what the email that I got from CMS said. And uh, we predicted that would happen anyway. They've done it in years past. Were you surprised at all? No. No, I was not surprised. I told uh, uh, another reporter at one of the local TV stations that I thought they would extend the deadline at least to Friday of this week, if not till Monday, the 19th of December. Do you think it's going to have an impact at all on covering people? Well, the extension of the deadline may increase the enrollment numbers for the state um, through the 15th of December of 2015, last year, we had enrolled 35,700 in round numbers, and through the 15th of December of 2016, a year later, we had enrolled 35,500, 200 less. But this by, will extend the number of people that will enroll with the extension to the 19th of December. We'll probably end up with another three, three to 4,000 people. But overall, right now, there's about 66 or 67,000 enrolled? Currently? Uh, no, currently enrolled in the state of Mississippi for the year 2016, uh, the number is around 65 to 67,000. But for the people that are enrolled for 2017, it's right at 35,500. Do you think you're going to hit that same number from we, last we year? We will hit the same number. And the reason for that is 
A lot of people will enroll between the 15th of December and the 15th of January. Coverage that will begin February 1, 2017, so that they have coverage at least for one month into the new year. And a lot of people are doing doing this based upon their assumption that the new administration will repeal the ACA effective uh, the 20th of January, but the repeal date will not be overnight. It will take a year to two years to phase in. So if you have coverage through February of 2018, you're fairly safe uh, in having your coverage go that long. And as parts come along to replace the other parts of the ACA, uh, people will have a better understanding of what they need to do to get coverage. So do you foresee this website staying up and just some revisions? I Yes, I envision the website staying up uh, with a lot of revisions, not just some, but a whole lot of revisions to the ACA. And I would predict that uh, there will be a lot of changes. Um, I just do not think there's an appetite at Congress to throw 18 to 20 million people off of the uh, ACA at the present time. So I think you'll see some revisions that will be different from what many people have expected. No one knows what will happen in Washington, D.C. with the new president being inaugurated on the 20th of January. No one can predict what's going to happen. We have some fairly good ideas, but we just don't know. In the past, there have been extensions to the deadline. Do you anticipate more extensions than just this one? do not anticipate any more extensions um, other than the one that's been given unless we got an extension for an extra five days in January to cover folks that want to enroll for uh, 1 February 2017 through January the 31st, 2018. Say they enroll between January 1 and the 15th. Their insurance would take effect on February 1st? February 1st. That's correct. The main thing that people want to know is what's going to happen, and no one can predict that. That's just unpredictable right now. MPB's Desiree Fraser with Insurance Commissioner Mike Cheney on the extended deadline to sign up for Obamacare. Those wishing to sign up have until midnight tonight if they want coverage to start January 1st. Up next, enforcing Mississippi's drunk driving laws this holiday season. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Ever hear a news story about business or the economy and go, man, why do I care? Yeah, not on Marketplace. We've seen stocks go wild. Customer has gotten really impatient. Okay, first of all, we're talking about awards, Kai. I'm Kai Rizdal. It's the business news of the day. For the rest of us, it's next time on Marketplace from 8 p.m. Tonight at 6 on MPB Think Radio. As you consider where the country should go next, NPR will be here with the facts to help you make sense of new appointments, policy changes, and all of the day's news. So listen every day. The end of the year is the perfect time to get rid of that old car that's been taking up space in your driveway or garage. Why not let someone else sell that car for you while you simultaneously contribute to MPB? Donations received by 12 a.m. local time on January 1st count for the 2016 tax year. Wrap up your year in the spirit of holiday giving and receive a tax deduction for your vehicle donation to MPB. To donate or learn more, go to mpbonline.org. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. 
Law enforcement officers around the state will be teaming up over the next two weeks to crack down on drinking and driving during the holiday season. The Mississippi Highway Patrol kicked off the state's driver sober or get pulled over campaign. Highway Patrol Lieutenant Colonel Randy Ginn tells MPB's Paul Boger holiday parties and social gatherings tend to increase the number of impaired drivers on the road. We'll be stepping up our visibility and uh, enforcement in effort to make sure that uh, as people are out traveling during the holiday season that they're able to get where they're going safely. You know, How does this particular drive sober, get pulled over campaign different from normal law enforcement efforts uh, a normal Saturday? We just try to make an extra effort. There's obviously increased traffic on the road because people are traveling during the holiday season and during that time we try to be more visible, try to get all the officers that we can out there just to uh, ensure the safety and to be more aware and to encourage people through campaigns like this and education to be more aware of the other people and be more aware of their actions and the responsibility they have to drive uh, safely. Do you see an increased amount of alcohol-related uh, accidents or alcohol-related crashes uh, or, or more DUIs this time of year? We do, and, and a lot of that is because there is, as we stated in the press conference, there are activities going on where there is uh, a lot of people gathering and, and alcohol is available, and, and it's more prevalent, and we just try to be more aware of it ourselves and remind our officers and, and to do you know, the best job that we can to be uh, aware of those factors. Now, this isn't just a highway patrol effort. This seems to be statewide across all law enforcement, right? It certainly is. You know, our partners is uh, the sheriff's departments and police departments and other law enforcement officers. We all try to have a uh, team effort because it is truly a team effort for all of us to try to keep everybody safe. And, and it's, it's shown today with the representation of all the other agencies that are here as well. You know, how many uh, alcohol-related accidents there were last year, alcohol-related deaths? I don't know the number of accidents. As, as I stated earlier, 162 fatalities last year were result were alcohol-related accidents. MPB's Paul Boger with State Highway Patrol Lieutenant Colonel Randy Ginn. Yolanda Bowles and Perry Gilbert of Vicksburg know firsthand the tragedy of impaired driving. Their daughter, Crystal, was struck and killed by a drunk driver. Bowles and Gilbert speak with Paul Boger. Uh, our daughter, on May the 25th of 2014, was struck and killed by a drunk driver, Crystal with a K, K-R-Y-S-C-A-L. Do you know anything that happened that night? Do you know what happened? Yeah, she... I, I do. She was doing her hair, and she went to pick up her boyfriend. I mean, she wasn't gone three minutes before the police came and told me she was killed by a drunk driver. And I told him, I said, no, you're you wrong. You can't be. And it was true. Three, three minutes. She was gone. Three to five minutes. My daughter was gone. What time of year did this happen? Uh, it was during uh, the holidays. It was during Memorial Day in May, right? Yeah. 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 So, you know, how difficult has the last year and a half, two years been? It's been hard because it's two and a half years now, and I'm just getting my house together. It was a mess. It's, I'm getting there, but it's hard. Our room is still the same. I ain't touched nothing. When you come to something like this, when you're a, a victim advocate, what do you want people to know? What do you want people to, to take away from all of this? Drinking and driving. Be responsible. Be responsible when you get behind that wheel. Please. Because the hurt and pain never goes away. Never. I don't care how many counselors you see or whatever, it never goes away. It's always there. How do you even deal with something like that? I pray. I listen to music. 
and I try to relax. But uh, she always come back, you know, because we talk every day. Even when she was going to college, every day, on break, every day. And I miss it, you know. The calls, I love you. You know, we never said that enough, but we did. It's just sad that a person do this and don't have no remorse. They never, never said they were sorry. I wasn't looking for it. I don't hate it. I don't understand why. And they said we never questioned God. I don't. only thing I was worried about was her. Where is she? Is she all right? Is she cold? Is she hungry? You know, that's all you think as a parent. And that's taken away, you know. She was 26. Never bothered her so. Love school, love people, love family. I just, it's, it's just hard. And I know I never get old. Never. So when you see efforts like this by Mississippi law enforcement to crack down on drunk driving, I don't want to say some sort of comfort, but is that some kind of solace? Because if I see somebody driving, he'll tell you, now I think they're drunk, I'm down 911. It could be a friend, I don't care, it could be my child. Don't drive drunk. Don't do it. MPB's Paul Boger with Yolanda Bowles and Perry Gilbert of Vicksburg. Their daughter, Crystal, was killed by a drunk driver in 2014. Up next, a visit from the experts of Everyday Tech on practicing Wi-Fi safety. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. As you consider where the country should go next, NPR will be here with the facts to help you make sense of new appointments, policy changes, and all of the day's news. Listen every day. Hi, I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. Join me each Tuesday for Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. Each week we explore issues that relate to you and your family, from mental obstacles to family interaction, from depression to handling life's disruptions, discovering things that make you happy, or how to get around things keeping you from your happiness. I want to hear what's going on in your life. Relatively Speaking, part of the Daily Southern Remedy series, tomorrow morning at 11 on MPB Think Radio. Ever hear a news story about business or the economy and go, man, why do I care? Yeah, not on Marketplace. We've seen stocks go wild. Customer has gotten really impatient. Okay, first of all, we're talking about awards, Kai. I'm Kai Rizdal. It's the business news of the day. For the rest of us, it's next time on Marketplace from APM. Tonight at 6 on MPB Think Radio. This is Everyday Tech on Mississippi Edition. I'm Sharita Brent, here with Wilkes Couture, information technology expert at Newcore Steel in Flowood and IT instructor at Holmes Community College. Today we're going to be talking a little bit about Wi-Fi safety, uh, how to use it, and how to protect yourself while you're using Wi-Fi. Wilkes, good morning. Thanks for being in. Good morning, Sharita. Wi-Fi is just taking over the world, pretty much. So people need to be cautious when they are using Wi-Fi. But first of all, what exactly is Wi-Fi? Wi-Fi, like you said, is definitely taking over the world. It's everywhere you can connect to Wi-Fi signals from the coffee shop, from the McDonald's, from just about anywhere. And and what it really is is it's the untethering of that wire out of the wall. It's the connecting to those Internet services that we've all become more and more familiar with without the entanglement of the wires catching up on you. So it's really just your your mobile devices picking these things up. Your TVs now are picking them up. Shoot, they even have refrigerators picking them up. And in most cases, Wi-Fi is always free, right? In general, 
uh, we're seeing that a lot more now. If we would have said that a few years ago, uh, some places would kind of charge for it. But countless places that I've walked into, and you'll see a sign on the door. Uh, just the other day, we were going into Steak Escape, and they had a sign that said free Wi-Fi. So it, it is pretty much everywhere. Now I'll tell you where it's not always free hotels. Uh, because I was staying in a hotel recently, and it was like $12 a day to get high-speed Wi-Fi. But it had an option for free Wi-Fi. So I'm thinking I'm just going to take the free Wi-Fi. And it was fast, too. Uh, but I thought, man, that that is always disappointing to me when I'm in a hotel and they don't have free Wi-Fi. Oh, it is. I see that especially in casinos. I guess they want you on the floor. They don't want you up in your room. It's kind of like, why is the why is the cable so bad up there? I can only mm-hmm. get like you know, four <laughs> channels. When we talk about Wi-Fi in the home, do you have any thoughts on how to protect that Wi-Fi connection? Because, you know, when you uh, connect to Wi-Fi, everybody's Wi-Fi network pops up. So what can you do to make sure yours is protected and no one else is using your Wi-Fi connection? Well, of course, one of the really big things is to make sure you put a password on there that only you and your family are aware of. It's pretty easy with most of your home routers nowadays to set that. I would recommend avoiding things such as your name, your telephone number. You know, your neighbors are going to know that kind of thing. But but set a password that only you and the you and your family would be aware of would be your number one line of defense of keeping keeping other people off. Now, uh, speaking of Wi-Fi safety, you mentioned like Steak Escape and some other places where you drive by and they have free Wi-Fi. What are your thoughts on using public Wi-Fi networks? I use them. However, if I'm on public Wi-Fi, um, basically anything away from my house, uh, I'm not going to do anything that has to do with finances. You know, no going online to make a purchase, no checking my bank account. Um, I really don't even like to go into my email or, or things, you know, that will be password protected, even like a Facebook or an Instagram when I'm on public Wi-Fi. I use usually public Wi-Fi a lot for, oh, I'm trying to see what are the hours of this restaurant and maybe some directions and some some maps. But uh, I guess just me, I'm just naturally a little hesitant to trust when I'm outside of an area that I don't control. If you have any questions or comments, you can email them before or during the show to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. For Wilt Couture, I'm Sharita Brent. This is Everyday Tech on Mississippi Edition. Thanks for listening. MPB Radio's local programs are available now as podcasts. Sure, you love your MPB mobile app. It streams your favorite program anytime you like. But when streaming's not the thing, say, in flight or driving on the Natchez Trace, download your favorite podcast and you've got it in your pocket. Available on iTunes or on any podcast app. Grab your local MPB podcast now. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. As President-elect Donald Trump fills his cabinet, his supporters hope that he'll make good on his campaign promises. Chief among those for many Mississippians is gun rights. Trump campaigned as a staunch gun rights advocate. At a recent gun show in Philadelphia, correspondent Matt Kessler talks with Mississippians who want more firearms freedoms and some who want stronger screening. The parking lot is full at the Neshoba County Coliseum in Philadelphia. Inside, hundreds are attending a weekend gun show. Vendors from all over the state are selling firearms, ammunition, and hunting gear at wholesale prices. 
Dale Bunton, a gun store owner from Collinsville, has a booth right in the center of the action. He's selling a full range of new and used guns. We start out with shotguns. At one end, we carry everything from single-shot shotguns through pumps and semi-automatics. Larry is a first-time gun buyer. He asked us not to use his last name. He traveled 40 miles today to attend his first gun show. Man, yeah, so many guns to be bought here. You know, whatever you want, they got it. He never wanted to buy a gun before, but he now feels the need to protect himself. There's so much happening in the world, you know, people getting killed and for no reason. And maybe if they had one, they could have defended themselves. Organizer David Chancellor owns Big Pop Gun Shows. He's been promoting shows like this across the state since 2008. Chancellor says most of his customers seem pleased since President-elect Trump's victory. I had a show in Jackson the following weekend after the election. And everybody come in was smiling and they were happy. And it just seemed like the atmosphere was a whole lot better. And we felt more relaxed. Trump campaigned as a staunch gun rights advocate. The National Rifle Association officially endorsed them at its national convention in May. Afterwards, Trump promised its members that he would be the Second Amendment candidate. The Second Amendment is on the ballot in November. The only way to save our Second Amendment is to vote for a person that you all know named Donald Trump, okay? I will tell you. Trump promised to block background checks on private sales, to end bans on automatic and semi-automatic rifles, and to protect the national right to carry, all core NRA stances. Dale, the gun store owner, explains why he agrees with Trump's policies. A private sale should be a private sale. It's always been that way. If I had a shotgun that I wanted to sell to my brother, I should be able to do that without having to run a background check. If you can drive in any state with a license, you should be able to carry in any state with a license. A ban on anything above 10 rounds, all you have to do is carry three magazines. And you still got a 30-round magazine. So what's the difference? But many attendees are against an unregulated gun-buying free-for-all. While they like Trump's pro-gun stance, they'd still like slightly more restrictions. Mike Dewberry from Louisville believes criminals should be permanently prohibited from purchasing guns. Um, if you're a uh, previous criminal, uh, you should never have a gun in your hand. I don't care if you've been exonerated, if you've not been exonerated, if you think you have done anything, if they thought you've done anything wrong, you should never have a weapon. He also believes that automatic weapons shouldn't be sold to the public. I don't think there need to be fully auto weapons in the public's hands. Um, I think there should be only uh, in the military's hands for, for their defense of this country. Bob Perna is a retired veteran from Meridian. He thinks first-time gun buyers should have to go through training. I think it would make the country a lot safer if they uh, had, had, had some training involved with uh, get, getting your license to carry. Remember our first-time shopper, Larry? He's leaving the gun show with the plastic white shopping bag. Man, I had a lot to choose from, man. But I found me some. I think I'm going to like it. Larry decided to buy a 9mm pistol. It took him about a half hour to find and purchase it. And how does he feel owning his first gun? Well, I feel safer. You know, knowing you never know what you run into. And plus, you know, I'd, I'd be on the road a lot, you know have a breakdown and don't have no kind of protection there. You know, people just take over you. So now I feel better. At least I can protect myself. If Bob, the retired veteran, had his way, Larry would have to go through training before he could get a permit. 
However, Trump's presidential victory makes it likely that no new restrictions will be signed into law. For MPB News, I'm Matt Kessler. Coming up after Mississippi edition, it's Deep South Dining. Now you're talking with Marshall Ramsey and Southern Remedy. And remember, if you want to catch the show outside the broadcast, just search for Mississippi Edition in your favorite podcasting app and listen whenever you like. I'm Karen Brown. Join us again tomorrow morning at 830 for the next Mississippi Edition, only on MPB Think Radio. From the Capitol steps to your front door, MPB News covers the state like no one else. Our team of award-winning journalists keeps you informed on the news affecting your life. MPB News, online at mpbonline.org and on MPB Think Radio. It's Marketplace Tech for Monday.